0: For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis amaris Kemp. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning back into another segment. With me today is Julianne Bosk, and she is a phenomenal woman that has traveled quite some time, and she is multi-faceted as well as multi-dimensional. But let me tell you a little bit more about who she is so you can begin to connect the dots with this conversation. So Julianne Bosk is a professional life strategist and retired full-time mom to three adult children. She graduated from the University of Arizona, has an undergraduate degree in business administration, and a master's and PhD in international management, so some may call her Dr. Bosk. She has lived on four continents, moving 13 locations while successfully teaching her kids life lessons. How a Mother Took Her First Step on the Moon is her first book of true stories about her experiences in raising her children. And it's also a journal for future and current mothers to document their own powerful advice. So without further ado, let's find out how she took her steps. Welcome, Julianne Boss.
1: Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure, Julianne. And before we uh, dump in or dive in or jump into this conversation, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal manner. And you've done your research, so you know there's two options. We can either do a rapid-fire 10-question game or... We can do an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for?
1: I want to go rapid ten fire questions. I love it. I'm ready.
0: Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Julian and Genesis. Do, 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 I'm do, ready.
1: Do, do. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> have Have any of these listeners not known that that mothers have uh, kids that go? Boom, boom, boom. Why, mom? Why, mom? I'm ready. This one's easy. <laughs>
0: number one out of all the places you've lived what is your favorite
1: Ooh, tough question but I would say where I was at at the time of my life was where I needed to be they all have little favorite pieces but I think also my favorite 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 was probably Japan just because it was very different for me
0: question two what is your drink of choice coffee tea or something else
1: oh coffee definitely in the morning got a Got to have it to get me going, rev me up.
0: (laughs) Question three, being a mom to three adult children, what is the easiest thing about parenting?
1: Um, I have the three E's. They are uh, educated, employed, and now they're elsewhere. That's the easiest thing once they get there.
0: (laughs) Question four, would you rather a dream car dream home, or heck, let's go big and have both?
1: Uh, Heck, let's go big and have both. Why not?
0: Question five. If you had the option to trade places with anyone, would you trade places? And if so, with who? Or would you remain yourself?
1: Now that I've turned 50 and I kind of saw the other side of what it is towards the last 50 to 100, I'm going to stay myself. Well maybe before that I probably would have changed and been somebody else but now I really like myself. So
0: <laughs> question 6. What is one quote or mantra that you live by? Uh
1: tell me what it is you plan to do with your one pro- wild and precious life by Mary Oliver.
0: Question 7. As an author, what's one piece of advice you wish someone would have gave you? <sighs>
1: Ah, one piece of advice. I wish somebody would tol- would have told me have a little bit more fun in the process. Okay.
0: question eight. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be?
1: Ooh, lunch or dinner with anybody past or present. I really, really, really wish I could sit down with Nelson Mandela.
0: Nine. You're in the perfect situation. Money is no option. Where would you be headed?
1: Um uh, I would charter a cruise ship and bring my family and best friends. Um, it didn't matter where, but like three days, just full on eating, drinking and celebrating on a cruise ship out in the middle of the ocean and having fun together.
0: And question 10, it is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rabbit fire. (laughs) Um,
1: I want to ask you a question.
0: Okie dokie. What's your question?
1: Um, cause my book is called how a mother took her first step on the moon. Every mom had to take a first step. It's a fearful thing. Like Neil Armstrong, nobody knew what was out there in the universe. <laughs> what did you fear about being a mother?
0: Ooh. I think it was L and D, labor and delivery, because you either hear the horror stories or you hear like the glamour stories, or you see these pretty pictures on social media of the celebrities, but then you're like newsflash, I don't ha- I don't have the celebrity money yet. So I'm sure it's not gonna be that glamorous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they don't tell you about all the extra things that happened during that part. So, oh, my gosh, I love it. I love the fear factor of childbirth. It's like, why doesn't our mom sit down and be like, girl, tell me, let me tell you what happens, you know, because I remember I heard so many myths about that as well. Like, take castor oil before so that you don't you know have issues with number 2 when you're giving birth like i was fearful of those things you know so totally i'm like why didn't anybody tell each other that so thank you i my, love it
0: my pleasure and that's a great segue because we're going to talk about the advice that you give mothers whether current or those future moms to help them you know take their step on the moon and it's perfect timing because Anyone who's been following me knows that I am a new mama now. I have a beautiful bundle of joy that just turned three months, and it is a different type of work, y'all. I was like, I knew corporate, and no one told me about that type of work. Motherhood is a whole nother journey. And to those dads out there that feel like being a stay-at-home mom or being home temporarily is not work, you're absolutely wrong, because I want to challenge you to do it. Don't tell me it's not work. And it's easy whenever you're not the one doing it.
1: Oh, yeah. And and the multitask on that one, it goes up like nine times. It's like, you're usually at the office, at least for me, my clients never yelled at me, never had temper tantrums, never like barfed on me, never did a million things. So bring that one on as well. Um, so i guess um to go into the reason why i wrote how a mother took her first step on the moon is storytelling i think it's really important i am not telling you what to do as a mom i am uh retired you'll always be a mom i say i'm retired but i'm not retired but um on my 50th birthday i realized my gift was to tell my kids my story so it's um a girlfriend of mine said writing a book puts you, you write yourself into existence. In the Library of Congress, it will be there forever. So I want my kids to have my time capsule and it was my beliefs and my values of what we did as a family. So I want mothers to be intentional, like figure out what your values are for your family and it will be able to handle any chaos that comes at it. So in the book, I basically tell you my short story of advice I tell you what that advice is. And then I ask you a powerful question, like, what is your reputation? And I want you to write like what you believe your reputation is. And then I ask you to write on there, what is your, what is the key to having your child's reputation and make sure that you're intentional so that when you have this child in your house, you could have the next President, you could have the next Nobel Prize winner, you could have the next great doctor or the great teacher right there and they're three years old or four years old or five years old. If we treated our children like that with the intention that they will be greatness one day, um, I I think it will alter the way we look at the, the job of parenting. You're not just a mom or just the caretaker or just um, this, I hate that word. I'm just a mom. Well, we are mostly faceted. That's why I think you and I met is, you know, there's so many layers to us and being a mom is probably one of the most important jobs on this earth, but it's not given enough credit. So I'm here to offer my advice and help other moms.
0: Absolutely. And the one thing that I just had this discussion over the weekend with, um, a couple of friends of, of ours, and I was pretty much saying men are like waffles. Because they can compartmentalize things and women are like noodles because we're so interwoven that wasn't an original statement by me i heard it at a marriage um conference and i was like that is so true because sometimes men they just want to fix things when in actuality we may not necessarily want you to fix things we may just want you to listen especially it'll give us a chance to express how we feel because if you look at it most of the day we spent it with our children especially if we're staying at home and maybe some of our friends are in the workforce or maybe they don't have the luxury to be at home. So here we are talking to our babies all day long. Some people choose baby talk. Other people choose a regular conversation. I choose to talk to my child just like I talk to you, a regular adult conversation just so it's just easier because I was like, eh, I'm not that baby talk type of mom, but yeah, different, different floats for different folks. But you said something that wanted to... Dive in on, and I was like, ooh, let me make sure I catch my breath here.
1: (laughs) I I got stuck on the waffles and I'm thinking, ooh, not noodles, I'm thinking I'm syrup. Like I soak in (laughs) to all their compartmentalizing. So you're thinking that, I'm thinking food, but go on.
0: (laughs) You uh, have three adult children. And anyone knows whenever you have multiple children, the way you parent with each child can be different because each child has their own temperament, their own personality. So what works for one child may not necessarily work for the other two children. So from your perspective and your advices, how have you juggled between having your three children and are they close in age?
1: Well, whew, let me tell you, I, I got rapid fire like your rapid fire questions. My first two were boy, girl, twins. And um... so. <laughs> so completely yin and yang completely opposite completely ways of learning differently um so yes i think you have to kind of look at each child as an individual they are they are um completely resourceful and whole as they are and they have unique characteristics and if you can kind of manage that as a mother um for example my daughter who was a twin is if I didn't get down and I get in her, got in her face and eyeball the eyeball, it went way word, any words that I said, I mean, I could yell at her till the cows come home and she would not respond because I needed to get in her face and be like, are you hearing me? <laughs> um, where is my son? I mean, if I gave that strict rule and had a, a certain voice, I mean, he was next to me, planted next to me, but that just the mannerisms of how they were needed to be parented were just totally different. And I will tell you all of those hacks and crazy things that happened to me as a parent are in that book of how a mother took her first step on the moon. Did I mess up? Yes, a lot. And that's what I want to tell you is learn from my mistakes and just um, have a little bit more fun as I talk to you about them.
0: And thanks for sharing that, because I'm sure there's some mother out there that could definitely resonate with what you just said, whether they have multiple kids, whether they have twins or no twins, or, you know, their kids are maybe a year apart, two years apart, or however, however many ages apart, and you start to have those interactions with your kid, and you realize that one kid is not great grabbing onto that is because that's not necessarily their love language, or that's not how they respond to you. So you can't think that child is ignoring you when that child needs something different from you. And that's okay. And I feel like we as mothers, me being new to the journey is you have to give yourself grace and mercy. And you have to realize that you aren't just a mother, you are so many things, your mother, you're a wife, you're a partner, you're a mate, you're a sister, you're an aunt, you have different hats that you wear. And sometimes the, the person like in my case, my husband, sometimes he has to understand me because I want to be seen and heard as a mother, as well as his wife. And, you know, sometimes I just need him to be there with me. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to be that sounding board because when I'm whole and complete, I'm going to be a better wife, a better mother to our daughter, and etc. And I think sometimes we as women, we get so caught up in these titles that we feel like we're super mom, super human, and we want to do it all. When if we just take a step back and realize that before I had these kids, I knew who I was. And just because I have these kids, my identity and my wants don't change. I'm just tweaking things a little bit. But that kid is going to be with you till they go off to college or wherever they go. And you still have to get back to who you are. But if you make everything about that child, you lose a sense of who you are.
1: Yeah. And I think too, if you set those parameters of what is capable for you, um, they, they fall into line when they know that that, that is the cylinder within what you work. I mean, I wrote a, a chapter about, um, uh, some, some topics that were hard and, um, One of them was how a mother, uh, how, um, you, you can't always get what you want as they start growing older, they become teenagers and you have to have some conversations like me as a mother, you have to give up some pieces of yourself. Um, you know, I love sleep. So sometimes when your child's sick, you got to get up in the middle of the night. There are some things that, you know, you don't like, but you do it anyway. You got to have a little bit of grit as a mother and you teach your kids those lessons as well is you know, you, you don't always get what you want. And that's one of the chapters I write. I I also say, you know, sometimes the perception of what we think and what is actually happen happening is totally different as well. I write a chapter about that and you will laugh is my perception of a gynecology appointment was that the doctor was creepy. Lo and behold, I will tell you the story unfolds i realized i borrowed a washcloth of my daughter's and um that washcloth had some sparkly katy perry glitter on it so let me tell you <laughs> that his perception of what he was seeing during a normal routine exam was one way and what i thought of him as the patient thinking gosh she's asking me a lot of strange questions He was seeing something from his view (laughs) differently. And so I have just learned a lot of those things. And I think um, what your point is, is as women and parents and fathers is we've got to understand where we're at at this point and give me your advice. Tell me what's going on in your life so that I can kind of talk to you and not necessarily solve it, but this is what I'm hearing you say. And to be seen and heard, I mean... I I had one father, the simple two words of thank you. That's all a mom wanted to hear one day. That's it. (laughs) So it's just, um, I think it's humbling to realize that we as moms have to be the uh, guardian of information and curious about what's going on (laughs) in our house.
0: Isn't that the truth? And yeah. one thing that I want to say too to those moms who are seasoned moms or your new moms is, you know, motherhood, there's no handbook for it. It's a lot of trials and tribulations. There's a lot of tests in it, but you, you have been equipped on this beautiful journey and there's always a reason for the season that you're in. So don't ever second guess yourself because you may not be doing it like another mom over there when in actuality you're not in that mother's household so you don't exactly know what's going on so you're on your own course. Uh, by yourself, but you're not necessarily by yourself, if that makes sense. We're all here to link arms as a mom. But one thing that I've learned now becoming a mother is we've all heard that say, I would never let my child do that. But whenever you become a mom, and your child starts to do something like that, and you're like, Oh, wow, I had no idea. But you were the same mom that said, I would never. And now you see it differently, because the roles are reversed. And now you have a human being that you're responsible for and you're like, Oh my God, I had no idea that I was mom shaming this other mother who was just doing the best that she could given the circumstance.
1: Yes. And I had a beautiful, uh, a granny that lived next door to me in Japan in Tokyo that said to me, if everyone cleaned their front doorstep, the whole world would be clean. And It's what happens in your home. You can control that. That is your safety zone. That is where you are the conductor of, you are the CEO of that business unit. (laughs) If you are a woman that has stopped working and come in, or even if you're not, that is your your calm, your space. How you manage it is only privy to your family and how that should be. Um, But like you said, I think allowing moms the grace a little bit more in life would be so refreshing especially now since we're all juggling uh life differently what it was two years ago is not what it is today and i keep learning even that's the beautiful part of this book is having conversations as we talked about with people that i would have never had this conversation before with and being able to reach across a screen, a screen and you telling me what's going on in your life and me in my life and us uniting and talking about ideas to help other mothers or other parents. That's pretty cool for me.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just amazing how, you know, we can actually have these conversations, even though, you know, there's an age gap between us, but we're both moms. And the fact that we're moms, we have parallels, even though your kids are older and they're grown (laughs) and my, my child is younger and just starting out once you're a mom, you're a mom and you know, there's going to be good moms, bad moms and some in between, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. But at the end of the day, they're still a mom with that MLM.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And let me tell you, little kids, little problems, big kids, bigger problems. So sometimes they keep growing, but you know, I, it's, it's all about how you dance through all of that. And, um, No shame. I'm, I'm in awe. Like I, I, in my day, I was not running a podcast and having a child as you started to tell me, I'm like, dang girl, you know, you're doing both of these things. And, and so I think that's the thing as, as our job title, that MOM title is be curious, ask a lot of questions. How do you do that? And, and be gracious that they're sharing the knowledge. I mean, I had a young mom yesterday that taught me in my pictures on my iPhone, that if I type the word wine, every photo that I've taken with wine comes up on my my photos. I was like, "Who do you know? I said, you know, how awesome is that, that young moms, old moms, I think it was Oprah that said, the, the more women you have in your life, the longer you're going to live. Um, So have young friends, old friends, in between friends, your same friends, because I think it's only gonna project you to have more fulfillment in this job of MOM.
0: I love that. And then our last question before we wind down and jump to the CTA is probably what the audience is are wondering why the name of your book, How a Mother Took Her First Step on the Moon? Because looking at it from the outside in, when I saw moon, I immediately thought about moon and I thought about walking on the moon, but I was like, hmm, I'm sure it's not about that. So let's give the audience why you chose the name that you did. And let's unpack the cover. I want you to hold up the book as you uh, talk about it.
1: Um, I am quite proud. My best friend drew the cover. Oh, I hate Zoom here sometimes. Um, I, as my kids were growing up i um read to them goodnight moon and so my best friend is was an illustrator for american greetings she did a spoof off of goodnight moon and that was the step on the moon because i imagined neil armstrong was excuse my language crapping his pants when he had to take that first step well when you get pregnant and you're about to just like you said labor and delivery you're like what did I do? (laughs) Why did I sign up for this? And there's a fear factor there. And that is what the title is all about. How a mother took her first step on the moon. I, I did it. I was there. It is fearful. And I want to give you my advice of what I did. I'm not telling you to do what I did. I'm telling you to read my stories and craft what you're going to do for that first step. And that's, that's, any hope, you know, I have two daughters and I pray that they look at that as a guide. And I know if you craft your, your story and journal those things, it just makes you a little bit more confident. And that's what the book title is all about.
0: Mm, Beautiful. And I like the fact that you give it to the readers and anyone who's going through this, as a way that they can write it out and reflect on it. Because as we begin to reflect on what we write down, then we're able to analyze, why did we think think what we think? What is it saying about me? Do I need to change my focus? You get things in um, more perspective and that clarity comes in and et cetera. And you're able to see your progression and the progress that you're making. And sometimes you just need that, especially if you don't have that support system or that community where you could go to that trusted person or those trusted group of people, then at least your book gives that mother a place where she could be at one with her thoughts and her feelings and emotions and all of that. So that's incredible, Julianne. And I Thank wanna
1: you. Now and I and I love I'm just tailoring off of that is you know I was taught in school never write in books. I hope that moms takes my books cuz I I allow for space in there and I hope you write all over my book because then that is writing your own book. You write yourself into existence and that's why I wrote it was to write myself into existence and I I really hope you take that to heart moms because um, it's not an easy journey, it's hard. And um, I hope it just makes it a little bit easier for you.
0: Amazing. And now tell the audience how they can connect with you, plug your website. And if your social channels are on your website, I'll make sure they have all of that because I'm sure you have that one quick backlink.
1: Yes. And um, my IG, my Instagram, I'm my mom. So I'm learning all about this. You guys are way more advanced than me is Mother's First Step. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Julianne Bosch. I love to have you follow me and um, com. And Bosk is B-O-S-C-H, like the appliance Bosch or the spark plugs. My husband was a spark plug for me, but no relation, no wealth there. So <laughs> but he's the greatest. And, um, thank you so much for just having me on your show. It's been a joy and I'm grateful to meet another rock star mom.
0: My pleasure. And for all you lovely mamas out there, I want to encourage you. If you haven't done it today, take five, anywhere from five to 30 minutes out of your day to practice self care, because who's going to love you more than you, whether you need to, for a nice drink, if you wanna have some wine, a beer, a margarita or whatnot, if you wanna take a nice long bubble bath, light some candles, read a good book, get a Manny and Petty, whatever you need to do to feel like you again and to find your spark again and glow up. And as JT says, that's Justin Timberlake, bring sexy back, do that. Because when you take time to love on yourself and practice self-care, you're going to feel whole and complete for yourself and for those that are depending on you. So you got this, mama. I'm rooting for you. Julianne is rooting for you. And make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. GEMS Podcast on 40 plus platforms, audio. And the video will be on our YouTube channel. All you gotta do is go to GEMS with Genesis Amarism and my big ask ASK. Is for brand sponsors. It does take money to keep this podcast going. So if that is you and you want to have your products and services heard right here, where we're ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, <laughs> send me an email at gems with Genesis Amaris Kim at gmail.com. It's easy to remember because it's the full name of the show the show at gmail so signing out all you lovely mamas and dads genesis amaris kemp and
1: julianne (laughs) bosk
0: peace love and lots of blessings love y'all thank you for listening to another segment of gems podcast hope you enjoyed this recording make sure you like comment K E M P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on Gems Podcast.